You know, it's something I think I realized uh, this E3. Mm. There's almost no way for me to say this without like coming off some kind of way, but I think I just like video games more than most people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I get that feeling like nobody ever seems to be satisfied or happy with whatever's announced. And I get that most people probably have like their own game that they're waiting for and is hyped for, and that's what defines what a good event or a good E3 would be. Yeah. But like none of like my games were really announced this E3. But I'm still really hype and excited for some of the stuff that was announced. Like some of the stuff we spoke about in uh, yesterday's uh, episode where it was the big Microsoft event full of like jam-packed reveals. And then today's stuff that we're going to be talking about in a minute. Yeah, and I just, I don't know. I, I see so many people being like, ah, I only saw a few games I wanted to play. Or like there's nothing coming out later this year. And I, and I have the exact opposite thought of, man, I saw probably. When am I going to play it? <laughs> well, yeah, when am I going to play all these games? What's up, Internet? You're tuned into a very special episode 130? Episode 129.5? I don't really know. It's 130. We'll call it 130. 130 of the podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my partner in E3 debauchery, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. Hello, Steve. So if you are joining us here uh, for part two of our E3 coverage, uh... You know, when we talked about it originally, right, we were like, hey, okay, day one, we're going to cover all the stuff that happens over the weekend. Uh, The second episode that comes out on Tuesday, we'll cover Take Two, we'll cover Capcom, we'll cover Nintendo, we'll cover any of the other odds and ends. Well, as luck would have it, none of the other odds and ends were that interesting. (laughs) Take Two. Well, Take Two's literally didn't exist. They just did a panel and they like revealed nothing. Literally nothing. Just like corporate you know, kind of like, it felt like a GDC conference. Yeah. You know? Weird. Um, Capcom, we got some updates. We got some minor stuff. I scored a point in our predictions because of that Monster Hunter news. Love to see that. Uh, But otherwise, not really too much to report, you know? So, um, by comparison, we had our Nintendo Direct that we literally, we're coming right off of it. We just finished it. The Nintendo Treehouse is happening right now. And it was really good it was a strong strong conference and i think rather than going over all the stuff from these other things that we're not that interested in we decided let's just dig in talk about a hundred percent of the announcements out of the nintendo direct and uh and just focus our energy on what i i I mean i don't know i think whether or not it's the best of the weekend is going to depend on your preference but i think I think you can easily say a conference that rivaled what Xbox and Bethesda had to show. Um, so I, I think, think it's the strongest like showing of first party titles, though. Like some of the stuff we saw from Microsoft, a lot of the things that were announced were like third party titles that they were bringing to Game Pass, rather than sure. like this is a first party game. There was only really two big first party announcements, which was Starfield and um, Redfall at the xbox conference whereas this nintendo direct seemed to be packed full of stuff that they've been working on yeah and and i think i think what was interesting about this direct is that there are a lot of things that we didn't know you know whereas you know as strong as i think microsoft's uh performance was um like you said those were really the only like bigger announcements there was a lot of updates on stuff you know um which is not bad uh but i think that does that does leave this one feeling a little bit more hype, 
You know, like there are a lot more moments where I was like, whoa, whoa, like that's a surprise. That's a real surprise. So I uh, I don't really feel like crowning a winner between the two of them. But I think in the same way that I said that I thought that was a clear AA plus, I think this is a clear AA plus conference. This was a strong Nintendo Direct and one of the best ones we've gotten in, in you know, a dog's age. Or oh, probably since the last E3, it's probably, probably the best one since then. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. This one felt like a proper E3 uh, presentation, whereas you look at the Capcom, the Take-Two, Square, Enix stuff, didn't really feel like it. You can kind of see why Square had to have their presentation, though, now with the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, because it wouldn't have made sense for it to be here and not then announced, but I guess they could have given it to Microsoft, but... Yeah, why why not have their own little bit of thunder, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think that much of a deep dive on Guardians wouldn't have had a place at another show, you know? No. You could have shown less of it, but for a game that we've literally not seen anything about up until now, I understand why they wanted to like lean into it and give us more, you know? Cuz that's, you know, that's probably going to be their biggest game this year, arguably. Yeah, I would say, other than mobile games. Um, right. I mean, we've got... Uh, I was totally wrong about the uh, Final Fantasy thing, which just makes that announcement of it just coming to mobile and PC even more strange and infuriating. Yep. But, this is exactly uh, maybe, why... Maybe I, they'll change their mind. It's exactly why I said in our episode that, that aired yesterday, I was like, we'll see. Because I wanted you yeah. to be right, but Square does dumb things like this all the time. Like when they did that like really bad port of... um of a uh, uh, oh, chrono yeah. trigger on steam and yeah. it's like why did you do the this wrong font and like goofy ass graphics and stuff yeah, it's awful there's no real good port of that game no anyway well actually there's and one the same... it's the ds version the ds version of that game is like the definitive version of it yeah but you can't you can't really play that in 2021 it's that's a that's like you have to buy the card to find like old hardware and an old cart to play that game it's so stupid the same with like final fantasy 6 there's nowhere to play that as the pixel like original version uh like you can't buy it on pc the only way you can do it is to emulate it it's so stupid i wish i wish companies would like sell their games like people want to buy your old games just put them up for sale yeah just make them available somewhere but anyway uh so i think we're both in agreement really strong showing one of the best of the weekend if not the best so let's just jump into the announcements um and i think rather than you know what we've been doing where we're kind of just highlighting our favorites like let's just go through it in chronological order there's not that much that I didn't want to talk about. So, I mean, let's, yeah, let's do it. Um, so the thing kicked off with, uh, Kazuya from the Tekken franchise, son of Hihachi, who's kind of like the main character, uh, coming to smash. And, uh, we saw that his direct is his, uh, his devil form, which is like a kind of another, like, it's almost another character that you're backdooring in, in your own way. Um, this is cool. It's a weird choice. It's surprising to me that it's him rather than Hihachi, because I feel like he's well, like more iconic. But I, I'd have picked Eddie of all of them. Yo, you know? <laughs> if, we're, if we're talking about, we we could just throw any Tekken character in there. I want to get King. You know the the, oh, yeah. the wrestler yeah, the and he's got the head. lion, the leopard head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that dude is oh, my I favorite. Him. He was so good. No, I like Eddie with his, you know, dancing. Capoeira. His, yeah, he's so great. I love that he just <laughs> never stops moving. He's so great. 
Yeah, yeah I, he was always my favorite. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I really fell off of Tekken, but I loved Tekken when I was a kid. Like Tekken Two was one of my favorite games on the was, PlayStation. For me, it was Tekken Three. Like I Tekken constantly, Three was great. we constantly played Tekken Three. So this must be cool uh, then, right? Because is like the main character of Three. He's yeah, the, he's the boxer. It was really character. cool. Yeah, he is. Uh, I, I, I'm excited about this. It's strange to me that there's no Tekken game on Switch, and then this is on Switch. So. Maybe we'll see that come soon. Maybe. Because I, I, I can't really think of many characters in Smash where the game isn't on Switch or Ava, like that Cloud and that character. Yeah, but they, they are on Switch in that Final Fantasy VII That's game. True. Yeah, you can like, play the it's original. Only, it's like not really, but there's no there's no other character in there that you can't play on Switch. So I would imagine a Tekken game is coming at some point. Have we had the Bandai Namco presentation yeah i feel like that's still coming up right or did we miss that one i feel like it already happened or it's later today if it's later today then maybe we'll see it there if there's any odds and ends that are relevant we'll talk about them in the e3 roundup episode where we do our predictions recap and everything so you know no big deal but um yeah this is cool like i i think tekken is obviously a storied franchise in the fighting game community and like getting a rep in smash is really cool you know we have had like a lot of those kinds of characters come, you know, like we've got Ken and Ryu, uh, Ryu, we've got, um, you know, uh, Terry from, you know, uh, um, King of Fighters and everything. So mm-hmm. feels like Tekken is kind of one of the last ones to not get, you know, it's, it's representative. Um, and also, yeah, you got pocket on, uh, on switch so you do yeah i mean that maybe you could say that's a tekken game can you play as him in that game you can't i mean it is a tekken game literally in that like it's got the you know whatever but like it's not but i think the thing is that namco bandai has lineage with nintendo and like they made this game right like Mm -hmm. so it makes sense for you know i I get why they would want to get a rep of their biggest franchise aside from pac-man uh, you know, to have its have its representative. I wonder if they were the ones yeah, who decided sure. they wanted to do Kazuya, or if it was Sakurai. I didn't think. I think didn't Sakurai say that he didn't make any of the decisions in the fighters? Oh yeah, for the Nintendo fighters pass chose the ones for the it, second pass. Yeah, it was Nintendo. So maybe Nintendo were like, we want to get a Tekken character on here, and then maybe you know Namco worked with Sakurai, or maybe it was just this is the character we want in here, make it work. Yeah, could be. Guess you'll never know. Guess we'll never know. But either way, uh, I am definitely, definitely into that one. That's a good addition. Uh, So then we also got an announcement that was near and dear to my heart, uh, which was that uh, Life is Strange True Colors will be coming to Nintendo Switch uh, day and date on September 10th. And then the Life is Strange uh, Remastered Collection will be coming, uh, quote, later this year, which is weird to me. That they have the brand new game ready day and date, but that the remaster of the very old game is not ready to go. Right, and then and then they announced on the Square thing that if you pre-ordered the new game, you, like the Ultimate Edition, you got the remasters included. Mm-hmm. So presumably that's not a, a version that's available on Switch because the remaster's not out on that day. Unless they give you a code to redeem it at a later date, which is not unheard of. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it's a bit of a shame because I kind of wanted, uh, like I, I've told you, I wanted to play these games. And the Switch feels like the perfect place to play them. Like I could play them in bed when I'm just relaxing yeah. and kind of winding down. 
so maybe I'll, maybe I'll pick up True Colors on on Switch and see how I feel about that one, and then I'm sure the remaster collection can't be that far behind, unless they're trying to distance them because they want to, you know, not wear people out with this maybe. potentially new series on a new platform. The only other thing I could think of is. I don't know, because like if the deluxe edition doesn't have the remaster, you might be better off just getting the deluxe edition on your Xbox, and then you'll get the remaster for free. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't think the deluxe edition's going to exist on Switch. That's what I'm saying. That's kind of what I'm saying. Is if, be, it, yeah. if it doesn't, you might just be better off getting it on Xbox. Yeah. Um. I yeah. liked the 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 way they like uh, revealed it though. They wasn't little... using the game graphics. It was like cute anime, yeah. you know, thing. And they had the two characters, and then Alex showed up as well. It was nice. It was sweet. Yeah, it was cool. Um, although it does make the omission of Life is Strange two on Switch feel particularly egregious to me now, because Life is Strange two is great, and it did not get as much attention. Is that not in the remastered collection? It's not. The remastered collection is Whoa. Life is Strange. And Before the Storm, which is the prequel. And then Life is Strange 2 is about different characters. So Life is Strange 1 is about uh, Max and Chloe. The prequel is about Chloe and Rachel. Uh, Amber, who's a character in the original as well. Um, and then Life is Strange 2 is about these two brothers, uh, Sean and Daniel. And it's like a totally different story. Maybe they should have done what they did with True Colors and gave it a subtitle rather than just a 2. Maybe. We shall see. But either way, I'm really glad to see these games finally come to Switch. Um, I'm a huge fan of Life is Strange, um, mm -hmm. as you can tell from my Life is Strange tattoo. Uh, <laughs> and um, I'm really excited that more people will have the ability to play it. I really, really hope that you'll take the plunge. Um, I know you've expressed interest, but you know we'll see. We'll see if they fit into your schedule. Oh, um, well, well, yeah, we will see. But I, I, I know these are the kind of games I like. And having seen more footage of it at the square event with the like choices and things especially mm -hmm. alex i don't know why like her character seems really cool i really like the, the way she's presented in the game and her special ability seems really cool so that might be the one that gets me cool well i hope you do and then i hope you'll double back because uh the originals sure I will. are very good and it, I always thought it was weird they weren't on Switch. They, they're on, like, mobile. You can play them on, like, iOS. And I was always like, why the fuck isn't this available on Switch? Well, it's now we got square. our answer. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, speaking of Square, we got the announcement that Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to Switch. And, that, and it's day and date, which is really weird. I mean, maybe it explains why the game's, like, graphical style is a little bit, like... Possibly, but I don't know if this is a cloud stream because you did you see the like, little bit of T and C at the bottom where it says persistent high speed internet connection required. Oh, so my guess is this is a cloud version of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is kind of a misrepresentation of the game and oh, on Switch to not reveal that if that is the case. Yeah, yeah, that's but I may great. be wrong. Uh, so let me get a look at Worms Rumble coming to Switch. Um, didn't know that this was a game. Always liked the Worms franchise when I was a lad. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Then we also got uh, Two Point Campus coming to Switch next year. Yeah. We talked all about Two Point Campus on our uh, opening night. Um, no, that's not it. Opening night lives later this year. That's another Jeff Keighley thing. Summer Game Fest kickoff was where we saw it, right? That's right, yeah. yeah. It wasn't opening night live at the um, the like European... E3, basically, whatever that's called, Gamescom. I think so, yeah. 
Um, I always get it. I always get it. And the first, I've said that like twice by accident where I keep calling the first kickoff event of Summer Games Fest opening night live because that makes more sense to me for some reason. Well, frankly, Summer Summer Game Fest live kickoff was a terrible name. Yeah. And he also made the mistake of saying this evening or tonight on multiple occasions when it was like, what, 10 a.m.? in los angeles i was like it's not the night jeff like come on it's the morning uh so then we also got a look at super monkey ball banana mania which uh did leak ahead of time but i don't think all the details were leaked alongside it it was like we heard the name but like at least yeah we heard the name we saw the box art so we know it's coming to ps5 PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, all of those platforms as well. And it's a remaster of uh, Monkey Ball 1 and 2 and Deluxe, which people kind of deduced from the the images that was in that retail leak. Really, really cool. I'm excited for this. Me uh, too. Um, I think the name's terrible. They used up their good name, Banana Blitz, last like two years ago for their really crappy remaster of that Wii game that yeah. no one liked. Uh, so now we have Banana Mania, and I think Monkey Mania would have been a bit of a better name than be Banana better. Mania, but, you know, that's also I'm excited cool. nonetheless. I also would have been, I think you just call it like Super Monkey Ball Collection or something, I don't know, whatever. Um, I'm stoked. I really loved the original uh, Super Monkey Ball, and more so Super Monkey Ball 2, that was really my game. Um, and seeing some of the like mini games, like the billiards and stuff like that, I was like, "Oh, this is taking me back, man." Me and my best friend uh, Jimmy, growing up, used to like sit and play that all the time. So I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it too. Little walk down memory lane for you, if you know, if you're old like us, anyway. Uh, so then we got an announcement of what honestly might have been my favorite announcement of the direct. Uh, it definitely was my favorite announcement. Now, having thought that, I'm a little bit kind of annoyed that it's not just DLC because we made that like statement before that we kind of just want one place with all the boards and all the mini games and it's all mixed together. Yeah, but and now it's like you have to think, oh, where's that mini game I like? Oh, it's on this one or this one. I've got to boot it up, and it's like that whole thing you you get into when it's like which jackbox party pack has this game and then you have to close that one and go to the other one it it would be nice if there was the ability to like if you owned both of them to like have it like be kind of loaded into like a back end or something like that i've always thought that was weird that you can't do that with jackbox um but like Mm -hmm. with this it doesn't i don't know i i hear that i think the reason it doesn't bother me is that super mario party is really not very good um it's fun but like the boards are not good i we talked about it when we were streaming it i think the economy of the game is the worst offender stars don't cost enough like it's there's a lot of things about it that are just like jank and like not in like a jank's probably the wrong word they're just like whack like i'm like i just don't like this choice it's not a bad game but like it has a bunch of bad choices that make me like it not love it whereas this is literally like oh hey um, we're going to get five boards from the N64 games, which everyone knows are the good ones, and 100 mini games that are across the, the – that run the gamut of those three games. To me, this is, like, exactly the Mario Party that I've always wanted. And, yeah, it would be cool if it played nice with Super Mario Party, but I'll probably never touch Super Mario Party again now that this exists. I will play this forever. Part of me is concerned that the economy side of things is still going to be – 
in this, and this is just all. This is clearly I using I the Super Super Mario Party engine, mm -hmm. and you can tell that from like the UI, and it's very similar, like you got star, that kind of thing. They could have well changed it to make it ten coins a star, but I I really hope some of the stuff from those old classic games are there. Party Royale mode. I hope that you've got the ability to like handicap people if you're playing with kids who aren't very good yeah. at the game, things like that. All of that stuff was missing from Super Mario Party, and those are like real franchise keystones, I think. And to have that with five awesome boards, including my favorite, the Peach's Birthday Cake, and a hundred of like some of the best mini games. Like we were watching this with people in the community, and Doc was like, "Wow, they've got the clock mini game that everyone loves." I used to love that one. I used to set the time they, with like a teammate and they things. Had the, the one from Mario Party Two, where like you have to like everybody has to face a different direction and stuff like that. <laughs> like they added new characters to like Rosalina. They showed off and and a bunch of stuff. So I don't know. I'm I'm through the roof excited about this. Frankly, yeah, me too. I I, I do kind of wish some of the stuff from. The new Mario Party's in there, though. Like, I like the every character's a different dice roll. It kind of makes you play a little bit differently, and you pick your favorite character based on, like, the dice and things like that. That was fun. Having to unlock things, it kind of made you play it. Yeah. So I, I kind of hope some of that stuff's still in there rather than it just being like, okay, you complained so much, we've just given you everything, and now shut up and go away and play Mario Party. I mean, I agree with you, but also if it is that, that's fine. I will just shut up and go away and play Mario Party. Thank you for giving me exactly what I've been asking for for like three that years. <laughs> you know, like that's that's where I'm at. Like I I I, yeah. I I think it would be cool if some of the uh, innovations in Super Mario Party that I liked made 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 the jump. But I'm just super. I feel like we're gonna play the shit out of this. I think you and I are gonna get a lot of mileage out of this game. Oh yeah, so much. And I think it's probably going to push my dad to buy a Switch finally. Like, especially if Waluigi's a playable character in this. I, I don't know if he is. I think he is. I feel like I saw him in one of the... Yep, he is. He, he is in Super Mario Party, so it makes sense. Uh, if I, I'm looking at uh, Nibble's thread on Twitter, at Nibelian, um, who is a fucking absolute G and tweets every single announcement with screenshots. And they're, you know the game where you stretch the face... And I, yeah, which is basically like the Mario 64 yeah. Mario stretchy face thing, but it stays in place. So that mini game, he has a screenshot from that being played, and and Waluigi and Rosalina, Yoshi and Mario are the four characters playing. So Waluigi is okay. playable. So it's the same characters then from Super uh, Mario Party. Rosalina's in there. Theoretically, obviously. yeah. I, I remember seeing Donkey Kong at one point too. So I guess he won't be limited in the way that he was on three and everything. So. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, definitely. And I don't want to hear any complaints about small boards or anything like that, because these are small boards, because they're from the N64 games. No, but these boards are bigger. They're way bigger. They, than seem, they seem bigger, but I don't think they are. I think they are. I think they have more spaces. We're going to have to count. We'll, we'll have, have to get them out and count. We'll have to count. So then we got a look at uh, the new Metroid this was a weird reveal um, just because like, so they had, they had, they, they confirmed, right? Like we're working on Metroid prime four, but today we're here to show you a new Metroid. And then they show us Metroid five and then we get a ton of gameplay. And then we see the actual title Metroid dread. And then we see more gameplay and then, and then they're like, okay, yeah, this is it. It's coming out later this year. 
which it's just weird. Yeah. It was just weird. It was strange that they announced it as Metroid 5. It had a weird rhythm to it, but... It did, and, like, I thought it was a 3D game for, like, a, a like a hot second, and it, like, I think most people thought it was a 3D game, and then it switched to, like, 2D. And I think, I think that that had already, like, kind of been known. Like, I, I, I remember, um hearing rumors about that and I saw Parker tweeting about it and was like, oh, well, this is definitely going to happen today, but it'll still be cool. So, like, I don't know. Like, I guess there was a leak maybe that we just didn't didn't catch all of it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this looks really good. I, I am, like, kind of notoriously not a big Metroidvania person and I haven't really played many of the Metroid games, but I just, I thought this looked really stylish. It looked like it moved really quickly. I saw Max tweeting about how it's like it it's got like a dash, it feels more fluid, it's less like stop and go. Um I don't know, it looked interesting to me. I don't I don't know that I'll love like a it. Modern Metro Metroid, right? Yeah, but like it and definitely and made me want to try it. Yeah, and and it's from the same people that did um the Samus Returns remake for three DS as well. So uh, kind of feels like they know what they're doing with the 2D Metroid. I think people have a bit of confidence in that. And the Amiibo they announced to go alongside oh, this looks so cool. It is really nice. It looks fucking so cool. <laughs> so cool. I'm so into that enemy design. Yeah, and the fact that it's like a persistent enemy, seemingly, that is going to like chase you around the whole game and everything is like very cool. Um, you know, I, I, and maybe it's because I played. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the game; it slipped out of my head. But the one where you play that monster. Oh, oh, that um, monster. Shoot. Begins with Carrion. Carrion, yeah. I was, I was thinking Caribbean, and I'm like, no, that's not right. The Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I, I kind of wanted to play the enemy. And like, that's funny. Do it from that perspective because it looks so fun and so cool. The way it moves, laser eye and stuff, and the way it moved, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, no, I dig this. I dig this. Um, and I mean, I've been saying this like the whole Switch generation. I feel like this generation is the time for Nintendo to make Metroid a thing. And, and I mean that with no shade. I know that there's a huge community of Metroid fans. I know Max loves Metroid. Like, I, I, this is not a, a disrespect towards Metroid. But, I, like, I've always been fascinated by the Metroid phenomenon that, like, Metroid is so iconic and, like, identifiable by its iconography and, and everything. And everybody knows Samus, but I feel like none of the games have ever sold particularly well. Like, Prime notwithstanding, those were pretty popular on the GameCube, but the GameCube was not a popular console. So, like... Even the most popular Metroid game hasn't sold as well as, you know, a Zelda or something like that. Even though I think a lot of people think of them as being on the same level in terms of, like, importance, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I don't think Zelda sold particularly well when you compare it to, like, franchises outside of Nintendo platforms. It does It does if you count it the same way of, of like, exclusives. Like, it sells well mm-hmm. enough for an exclusive, you know? And Breath of the Wild was, was an outlier, right? Um, yeah, but it's not like say Mario Kart levels. No, no, like, and it never popularity. has been. No, but but Metroid isn't even on Zelda's level, right? So, no, it's like where is it like Pikmin level? It's like more in that range. Yeah, it's 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 way more akin to like a Pikmin or like a Paper Mario or one of those kind of middle tier kind of games, rather than like you know your Mario's, your Zeldas, your Pokemon's, 
when you're talking about sales anyway. Um, and again, that's not a dig at quality or the series at all. It's just more a matter of, I don't know. I just, I feel like they've not stewarded that IP super well in recent years. It's kind of just been languishing and, you know, there hasn't really been a hot Metroid game since prime on the game. Yeah. That's three console generations that have come and gone with very little fanfare. And also you got to think when we were kids, there was no Metroid game on the N64 either. Um, so it's 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 an IP that has had long periods of dormancy as well. Um, I mean, like Fusion, I guess, was also pretty cool on the GBA. That game was really hot. Um, but I don't, uh, but none of them sold. Uh, no Metroid game, according to these figures uh, from VG Charts, have, has sold over three million. Right. And two point eight four was Metroid Prime. Then you've got Metroid two point seven three. Metroid Fusion was only one point six million. So yeah, it's not a big big game no and i think i think they've got a chance now to get it over and to prove to people that it is an a-tier franchise that you should pay attention to like motherfuckers love metroidvanias like that is a huge genre and the fact that one of the progenitors of actually both of the progenitors of that genre are just dead ip right now and like i've been like you know kind of waiting uh to come back it feels like i feel like if this game it's it's like Breath of the Wildification, doesn't it? And it sounds like with some of the new things they're adding with the dashes, making it, yeah. you know, the new weapons, things like that, maybe that brings it up to what people expect from a modern game. Like, I, I understand that probably part of Metroid's appeal to Metroid fans is is always played the same way. This is what we want it to be. But if they'd looked at Zelda like that, we continue making um, Ocarina of Time over and over again just constantly would have the same game all of the time and we did that the 3d zelda yeah that's all it was up until breath of the wild so i i I agree with you i think i think hopefully uh they can continue with this 2d and 3d different versions and it sounds like with the team they've got um that they'll they'll do a good job and they'll uh please metroid fans and seemingly from what i've seen at the uh, treehouse so far before we we came on to record it looked it looked pretty good yeah it seems like people are, are responding to it well as well so yeah go get a metroid let's fucking do it um so then we got a montage video bunch of you know like third party things uh, uh just dance 2022 cruise and blast which was looked like a really fun racing game uh dragon ball z kakarot is coming to switch on uh september 24th with some new content um, and then we got back into the Nintendo stuff and we got uh, another look at Mario Golf. They announced that there's going to be free updates coming uh, throughout the course of the game's life. And like they showed off, um, you know, like a uh, new Donk City court and everything. So it, it seems like they're going to try to keep regular stream of content coming to the game after launch, which is good news. I can't believe you just called it a golf court. Course. Sorry. <laughs> Got basketball that's your new basketball. Yeah. I was going to say, that's your new basketball fandom. Yeah. <laughs> Schooling everything a court. The court. <laughs> you know, the baseball court. Um, <laughs> and then we got another incredibly hype announcement, which is a brand new WarioWare. Let's go. Yeah, I'm so happy about this. Like, it has been way too long since we had a WarioWare game. And the fact that you can play this one with two players at once is awesome. And it's coming out this year. Too. 
Right, yeah. September this is like my Smooth Moves was my go-to party game. We'd have people over and we'd all have a go at like Warrior West Smooth Moves and like see what the goofy mini games were. I'm so happy that Wario is is not dead. I still want a new Wario Land game. Like at some point I want a Wario Land or a Wario World game, but Wario where like, I've been I've been asking for it, you've been asking for it. Like I'm ready, ready for this game. And it's like September tenth. It seems so close. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so funny because WarioWare is a, is a franchise I really haven't played much of. Like, I played the one on the Wii um, with some friends. Smooth moves. Yeah, Smooth Moves. That's the one um, that you were just talking about, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I, I'm familiar with that one. Um, but, like, I know you're such a big fan that, like, when it popped, I was like, oh, shit. Like, let's go. All right. Like, let's go. I'll, I'll pick it up. Let's play. Yeah, they're so, they're so fun. Um, part of me kind of hopes there's like a little mini game builder that they add. It's like a DLC or it's included. I'm sure we'll see more of it later on where you can kind of riff on these and, and do it together. But you could always like remix it and like kind of do random playlists of the mini games or the micro games, they call them, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And that'll be a fun one. I think we'll get some mileage out of that for sure. Mm-hmm. I wish I had online though. Yeah, me too. But still, I think that could be one that would be fun for someone just to watch. That's the kind of thing, though, I think you need the camera on. Because I'd imagine some of the ones are going to be like make stupid poses or yeah. do stupid things. Because that was always part of it. And the fact that it's called, I think, it's, uh, WarriorWare uh, Get It Together, it makes it definitely seem like this is a party game. Get friends around, just have a goofy time, have fun with it. So I- I'm very, very happy that this exists. Awesome. And then uh, next up, we got a pretty pretty meaty look at Shin Megami Tensei Five. Um, yeah. We got a good look at like the the combat, which we hadn't seen yet. We got a good look at like the player character and like their kind of like full demon fusion form. I don't know. I don't know shit about Shin Megami Tensei except for the fact that Persona sp- spun off from it. Love it. Yeah. And I love Persona now, so I'm gonna play Shin Megami. Shin Megami Tensei 5 when it comes out in November and that's going to be that so this will be my you you said it you said it yourself a week or two ago you're like all you need is a big big JRPG and you'll be set for the year (laughs) and I think this is the one yeah it's coming a bit too late uh and I kind of feel that you're you're probably going to want to be playing Pokemon around then right yeah it's not a great time two turn-based JRPGs around that time and you're going to play the one that you've got an affinity with already Pokemon and you know it's like the games in the franchise that you love, love from that generation Gen 4, you love yeah. so it's like do you really want to play Shin Megami Tensei 5? I but, do you know, though I'm like sure a lot be there. I really yeah. want to play Shin Megami Tensei 5 just so. not in November not really yeah I would love to play it in like August I feel like would be great I don't know I got too many games on my plate right now is the problem. I think it's so funny. We joked about it in the cold open, like how many people are like, oh, no games, no games to play, no games. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? You got, y'all need to try more games, all right? Like, branch out, yeah, folks. There's so many games. The same stuff, yeah. Yeah, play the next one that we're going to talk about, Danganronpa, because these games are fucked up and awesome. And if you've never played a visual novel, these these are the ones I think they're a great jumping on point because they're very yeah, gameplay they're heavy. Really good. You know, it's not mm-hmm. it's not like it's still a game. Reading, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Daganrampa uh, Decadence was announced, and it is um, 
It's weird. It has the three main games, and then it also has an additional standalone game that they've created. There's a, a board game in Danganronpa 3 that they've built out into a full-fledged board game that also looks like it's an RPG. I don't know. It looks interesting, though. Um, they yeah, also... and it wasn't clear, like, to me if you could buy that game separately or if it's only part of the physical exclusive decadence pack you can get it later it says so on the um again i'm looking at uh nibbles you know uh screenshots and they have the available later this year on eShop, and it's all four of them okay so, so you can buy called... a physical edition oh, so it's called it's called ultimate summer camp right the weird yes. board game yeah yeah that's it ultimate summer camp um, so yeah, you can get the whole thing in a physical edition, or you can get all all four of them as standalone digital games. Yeah, I think you about collapsed when they said physical only, like ex- physical exclusive. You were like, what? I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Is that like, is everyone doing this now? Like, come on. Yeah, awful. Not a fan of that. Um, so yeah, uh, that's a pretty cool one. I have only played the original Rampa on PSP, or uh, on Vita, but, um, but I, I dug it a lot, uh, what I played of it. So I I kind of want to jump back in because, like, I don't think I finished the original. I would love to, like, go back, play it a little bit more, give two a shot. No, I didn't. Yeah, I played it on the Vita and then never finished it. Um, but I, I, I really far. enjoyed what I played. Yeah, I got pretty yeah. far. I got a few of the murders in at least. Um, but it's good. It's fun gameplay. Were you at all like on the right track? Do you think as to guessing who it was? Because I remember playing that and I was like, "Oh, I think it's definitely this person." Then they fucking died, and I was like, <laughs> "Got that wrong, man." <laughs> I don't really remember. It was so long ago now. You know, like I, I think I played it in like twenty fifteen or sixteen. Like, no, oh my god, I was before that. It was when I was in college. It would have been like thirteen or fourteen. So it's. Yeah, that it's makes sense. That's around minute. when the Vita was like hype. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, when people were playing on that ancient console. I bought it when it was already a couple years old too. Like I bought it on Amazon yeah. Prime Day, and it was they were doing like the Borderlands bundle, and I got it for like really cheap. And I was like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Worth every penny. Vita, right here, it lives, baby. <laughs> um. So then we got to look at Fatal Frame Maiden of Black Water, which is, of course, uh, you know, the next, the new Fatal Frame. Um, this is coming. I don't think it is the new Fatal Frame. This is Isn't the it? Wii U I... port. It's like the classic Wii U port that we have to have at every oh. Nintendo Direct. Wait, really? Yeah. You know what? You're totally right. I didn't know this ever came out. Yeah, well, it's like I think it was a very rare game, and like mainly in Japan, but you could like import it. Look but then that. again, the Wii U was a very rare console, and no one fucking bought it. So, <laughs> kind of makes sense that no one bought this game. But like the only thing I had to say about this game was, wow, she does, she's like definitely in the wrong outfit for this scenario. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, it's like totally makes sense that this woman fighting ghosts with a camera is just dressed like a schoolgirl for some reason. Okay. That's what we're doing, Koei Tecmo. <laughs> I know people really fuck with Fatal Frame, so yeah, this is this is I'm sure good news for for somebody. Yeah, and if you've if you didn't have a Wii U like most people didn't, and you're a fan of this franchise, then I guess this is the the place to play it now. And sure. it's coming out this year again. I think almost all of the games for this year, apart from 
Breath Maybe of the, the Wild. last announcement. Yeah. yeah, Breath of the Well, yeah, we still don't even know the name so, of that thing. Spoiler alert. Um, so we got another montage uh, with some like you know there was like Doom Eternal's getting uh H- the Ancient Gods DLC Part One is out later today. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two is out on the twenty fifth of June, and then Strange Brigade was another game we got to look at uh, that's out later today. That was a weird choice, I thought, to show so little of that game and be like, yeah, it's out today. All right. Okay. Yeah, and it had real like Bioshock vibes in places. Like the you look at the like weapons, the puzzle, and the UI, and then like the the little mini game that you used to use to do to hack all the robots and things. It was basically that, but you're shooting at the pipes to move them instead of just like turning them. So yeah, it was, but it was also like it was like a third person like hero shooter kind of vibe, almost yeah. like co-op. I don't know. I didn't give me a good impression. Well, I'm sure they'll show more in the treehouse, and by the time you listen to this, I'm sure you'll know all about this game if you're at all interested in it. Yeah. So then we got, I think the other most hype piece of news that came out of this direct, which is mother fucking advance wars is back. Advance wars one and two, the GBA originals, uh, remastered for it's called reboot camp. Advance wars one and two reboot camp coming out December 3rd. I am through the roof excited for this as well. I love (laughs) advance wars. You'll remember a couple years ago, if you're a longtime listener, when I was playing Wargroove and I was like going on about how much I liked Wargroove, and it was because it was an Advance War spiritual successor. And I fucks heavy with Advance Wars. And the fact that it's both games remastered in like a really cool, like cute toy kind of style, um, with some like brand new art and everything, like, oh man, this looks great. I can't wait to play it. And I hope that the the reboot camp uh, moniker is teasing the eventual uh, Advance Wars three that I would love to. Oh, see. it's got to be, yeah. Um, and you know, the Fire Emblem team needs something to do now that they've put all their Fire Emblem characters in Smash. You know, we go have some more characters to go in there. <laughs> but I, I'm excited about Advance Wars. This was like a real Game Boy Advance. Nintendo Direct, like WarioWare, this base was originally a, a GBA game, and like he had a Game Boy Advance in the the little presentation thing. Also, I saw. Um, I mean, Zade called this out when we were when we were doing the um, shout out to Zade. He wanted me to say shout out to him for the Shin Megami Tensei news. By the way, shout out, buddy. Uh, also, uh, he pointed out that the in in Metroid, what was the Metroid game called again? Hold on. Crap. We just we just did this. There's so much news. Um Dread. Dread. Uh that Metroid Dread, her armor looks a lot like the Metroid Fusion armor. That was also a Game Boy Advance game. And yeah. I, I saw Emily Rogers call that out. She was like, This felt like a very Game Boy Advance like centric kind of direct. Like they know we've reached the age where we're just spending all of our money on video games. And so they're just they're like, shit, what else can we bring over from it's the like, GBA? Hello. It's going to sell to all these, like, you know, upcoming boomers. Yeah, right. Hello. Are you uh, anywhere in the age range from 25 to 35? Did you used to feel happier? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. I think about this, like, every E3 now or every Direct. Uh, Mike Drucker, 
is a uh, a comedian. He used to work at IGN and was like on the game side of stuff. Um, he had this tweet a couple years ago that like I think of every time there's there's a direct where he's like, Nintendo, uh, like basically has made a uh, a career out of holding the the keys to the only happy memories from your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like that's 100 percent the vibe i feel like i was getting served this time of like Christ, tough yeah. year right tough year here here's some gba games that'll make you feel good right <laughs> sure fucking all they need to do now is when they're getting ready to like flog all of the switches they've got left over in the for the upcoming switch pro it's just make like a translucent purple one and chuck like white buttons on it and make it look like a gba and i'll be all over it Chef's kiss. I'd buy that. I'd buy ten. I'll buy ten of them. I'm crazy, Nintendo. Well, just, just like you know, do the fantastic flavors and and just get all those in. People will buy those as well. Oh yeah. All right. So moving into the last chunk of announcements, we jumped into a uh, kind of a, a Zelda rock block, uh, as I like to call it, where we got. An update for Hyrule's Warrior is coming uh, on June 18th, right around the uh, corner. It's called Wave 1, Pulse of the Ancients. Obviously, that's insinuating that there's going to be some more content coming later. Um, it showed off that you'll be able to play as a Guardian. Link's got a new weapon. Mental. Looks fucking sick. <laughs> um, very, very cool. And then uh, Anuma uh, came out to show off the new uh, Game & Watch system. I guess apparently they're making more of these. Thought that was going to be a one and done. Um, but they're doing a Zelda one. I thought it looked adorable. And it comes with three Zelda games. It comes with the original, Zelda 2, and then, of course, I mean, not of course, but I'm so happy it was, Link's Awakening, uh, my favorite of all time. So I'm... And the little, the little stand thing it comes with as well, so it can sit on your dresser. It's like wow, yeah. This this is, looks so good. I'm definitely gonna. I think I said I was gonna do it with the Mario one, and I never did because I left it in the box. I want to take this one out, or maybe get two of them, and actually use it as a desk clock because it's so fucking cute. Yeah, it would be really nice. And I just want to bring attention to the fact that Ironuma has like the best button-up shirt ever, with the like just like a real little subtle Triforce. Breath of the Wild logo, just on his pocket, just you know, just, just casual. Tell you what, my man's looking good. He looks great with gray hair. And then uh, we got, you know, he he was like, "All right, all right, guys, look, I know we showed you Breath of the Wild too, like two years ago. All right, it's not <laughs> it's not ready yet. We're targeting 2022, which means it'll." Jason actually just tweeted this. I saw he's like, they're targeting 22, which means it'll come out in 2023. So let's all just let's all just accept that this game is two years away right now so that we can all feel comfortable about that, okay? Uh, but he did come with a trailer. He fucked up my predictions, but he came with a trailer. And I'll tell you what, looked great. Loved the look of this. Because obviously the first one was cool, just because it was, oh my god, there's more Breath of the Wild. But this actually showed the world. It actually showed some gameplay. We saw some new mechanics. We saw some new enemy types. Uh, 
that and you can kind of see though why like they started with skyward sword before this and ported that to the switch now the fact that all of this is in the sky and the way he's like falling literally down, sort of in the same yeah. garb as he is in skyward sword the opening shot was him just free falling from the sky and it's like that is literally like the key piece of art that they show whenever you talk about skyward sword right it's that shot of him free falling and then he lands on the thing and flies away crazy yeah i this looks insane like the whole islands in the sky thing like i the weird water droplet thing where he like goes through rock and then you had the like electrocution ball thing where he was like throwing as well really really cool i'm I'm excited that uh, we spoke about i think uh someone i think it was doc that wrote in and asked a question like what are you hoping to see in Breath of the Wild 2? And it was really one of the things I really wanted was new skills. And it looks like they're like going into that deep. Definitely. And we're potentially getting like all new skills this time around. Also, like, how fucking insane is the lighting in this game? Yeah. Like, I'm looking at the, the screenshots from, from Nibble again, and it's like, oh my god, like, stuff's just bathed in golden light and, like, it just looks so fantastical, you know, like so like let's go on a journey here. And I am oh man, I just I just want to get my hands on this game. You know? I just I wanna play it so badly. Now I know it's like not till at at least late twenty twenty two. I kinda might go back and finish my Breath of the Wild playthrough. Cause I was I was having a really good time. I wanna restart it when I was replaying it. I decided I wanna restart it. I think you know, I know we've we've talked about um working in like extra days into our streaming schedule in the near future and doing like solo days. I think I might just stream all of Breath of the Wild and just rebeat it. Maybe. Yeah, that works. Y'all let me know if that's something you'd want to see. But that was that. That was the direct. Um, really strong, really strong showing, I think. Good pacing. There were one or two lulls in those kind of like montages where it was just like, okay, like this is fine, but it's not It's not on the same level as everything else we've seen. But those two moments being so like short and few and far between – I, I feel like this was an incredibly strong direct. Um, you know, we went from having literally no idea what the rest of this year looked like for Nintendo, except for like Mario Strikers, uh, not Strikers, uh, Mario Golf. And now we have a really strong idea of what we're going to be doing through the rest of this year. And we've, we've now kind of, I think, reset our expectations on Breath of the Wild too. you know? Yeah, and and like... We've got a good glimpse of what 2022 looks like as well, because don't forget Mario Rabbids was also announced. Like I know that that was originally shown at the Ubisoft event, but right. this was here too. We've got a little bit more information on it. And Breath of the Wild 2, and Splatoon 3. Potentially next year is a banger year for Nintendo Switch again. And if there's a, a new console, which seemingly there is at some point, then like they're, they're riding, like, riding it all to the bank again. <laughs> Yeah, they're sitting pretty. Like after a relatively slow year and a half or so from twenty twenty or twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, like it feels. Or I guess even the first part of twenty twenty one, it does feel like they're coming out of the gate swinging again, and that like 
mm-hmm. you know, we know that that's that's how game design works. You know, it's like you kind of ebb and flow. Like you think about the PlayStation, right? And it was like PS4 when it launched. There was like a bunch of launch titles, and then you had like three or four years where they just like didn't have a holiday game, and it was like, yeah, like Uncharted came out in the fall or, or uh, in March or whatever, but like. That's kind of it. And then it was like the last three years of the console. They had two games every year that were fucking huge banger game of the year contenders, you know, um, from you know, Horizon in 2017 until 2020. And we got, you know, we had a double double shot within a month of each other. Um, and then more games yeah, I mean, on the it, PS5. It, it kind of feels like there's no real game of the year contender this year. It's just lots of nice little things that I'm excited for. The Warrior Wear, the Mario Parties, the Pokemon, that kind of stuff. But nothing on the scale of a new Super Mario or yeah. a new Zelda. That's seemingly a, a way out. But I was also kind of surprised we didn't see any more of the 35th anniversary stuff. Like the rumored collection. We know that Wind Waker or Twilight Princess can run on uh, an I mean, NVIDIA shield. He said they have no plans. Seemingly. So, yeah, I know. He, he specifically mentioned there's no other games coming to Nintendo Switch, but that could have been a bluff. You, you, we don't know. But I, been... I like to think that he wouldn't just flat out lie like that. Though. That's my thing. is I, Nintendo usually lies by omission, not by like, we will lie to your face and then be like, JK, here's another one. You know, I mean, they have done that multiple occasions. Like, we have no plans to share information on new hardware, and then next thing you know, there's a whole fucking new 3DS coming out. But that's the thing. They say that that's a lie of omission. We have we currently have no plans to reveal a new... Well, yeah. <laughs> we don't have plans to reveal it right now. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. We're just not planning on revealing it while you're asking us. What was his specific wording on that then? Was it there's no plans or there are no He he specifically games said before the uh before showing off the game and watch thing, he said we have no plans to bring additional games to Nintendo Switch for the thirty fifth anniversary. Yes. But You're right, oh, you're right. Okay. It could it could it could, but I don't I think I think that you're correct that I That's I, too specific, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they would have said it that way. I think they said it that way to clearly broadcast to us nothing else is coming like do not you know what maybe it's coming next year though like maybe it's just been delayed because of the pandemic and there's no plans for the 35th anniversary but these games are probably coming next year you can play skyward sword you've got breath of the wild 2 to look forward to and while you're waiting here's another little tidbit to celebrate the 35th anniversary with the game and watch i'm surprised there's not as much as there was with mario like mario's day for thunder where they went all out they changed yeah they had the collection we had like super mario 35 on the um on the switch online the eShop changed colors and it was all like mario themed for a while we haven't really had anything for zelda yet but then i also remember that all of that stuff came really late in the year and everyone was like, right. you can celebrate like, the Mario anniversary at some point or what? Yeah, so I, I think that there's a chance that some of that kind of stuff comes later where they do maybe do more events, more merch, more swag, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least seemingly Wind Waker and, and uh, Twilight Princess nowhere to be seen right now. But, you know, I think that's okay. Like, give Skyward Sword some room to breathe, you know. I bet you they wanted Breath of the Wild to come out this year and that it didn't. And then that really fucked up their plans for the anniversary. If I had to guess. Yeah, most definitely. But I can imagine that that would have been the case. Like what gets you selling consoles in a year where 
two brand new consoles from your competitors have come out, you make a really hot Zelda game, which you know sells consoles and sells like gangbusters. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think that makes I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, so I think uh, oh, I, one more thing I did want to say before we we start wrapping up here is uh, you were correct, Steve. Um, Nibble has just confirmed that Guardians of the Galaxy on Switch is the cloud version of the game with no physical version uh, planned. And that's shitty, not because it's the cloud version, but because there's literally a piece of key art that says cloud version on it. And I don't think that's what they showed in the direct. No, they didn't. They didn't once mention that it was in the cloud. It was only in the the little bit of, uh, you know, T's and C small print at the bottom that you had to have a good internet connection at all times, which is, you know, how you can kind of deduce that it was a cloud version. But yeah, they did not announce that it was a, it was a cloud version. And maybe... Like part of that is because on the Switch Pro this isn't a cloud version, and they had planned to reveal that before E3, but then those plans changed, and so they'd already had the video prepped that it was coming to Switch, and they didn't have time to change it out or something. Who knows what what could have happened? But that's that was my theory before. Like, how do you get these games running on the new Switch and also on the old Switch? You have the cloud version on the old Switch, and you can play the game natively on the new Switch. And I still stand by that 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 would be a good strategy for for um like these third parties to to follow yeah yeah i i i think i think there's a good chance that that you're you're on the right path there um because again you have that very specific language right no physical version planned not no not none yeah it's always planned yeah not planned okay we'll see so yeah i think overall really strong direct uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a minimum a nine out of ten. Uh, I think it's really strong showing, and I left with a lot to look forward to. I left with a lot of a lot more confidence that Nintendo um, has a roadmap right now that is you know able to keep them in the conversation for being the most exciting because. You know, there's yeah. a ton of, of stuff going on across the fence with Xbox and uh, to a slightly lesser extent right now, anyway, PlayStation um, and Nintendo's got to keep up. You know, the Switch is, has had a, a great run so far. They said today it's five years in uh, and it's I think it's really been running great. It's been a good run for them, but um, they it's now is not the time to take your foot off the gas. Right. And I think to your point, we see a strong and maybe not the strongest but a strong amount of of original exclusive games coming to the pro- the platform in the next couple months and we have an idea of what of what next year looks like and next year it looks like when we're really going to have a lot of the big you know the bigger bangers coming out like your Splatoon 3s your Breath of the Wild 2 hopefully um so yeah i mean i think nintendo's in a strong spot right now and with the exception of maybe xbox and bethesda uh easily the the strongest of of the week so glad to see it. And uh I am I'm I'm fucking stoked. I'm stoked, man. I love video games. Feels good. <laughs> so Yeah, same here. And and I know how the predictions have landed, but everyone's gonna have to wait until next week to find out who won and what game we're gonna be playing. Um but you can go check us out on Discord or follow us on Twitter and you'll be able to find out ahead of time if you're that interested. Yeah, we did post a screenshot there and you can you can follow along if you want to on the E3 channel. 
but as Steve said, we will be back next week with the next proper episode of the podcast, episode 131. We'll be back to business as usual. Uh, we've got a couple things planned already. So uh, if you know this is your first time joining us or, or not or whatever, um, and you want to go check that out, that will be our kind of E3 debrief episode. We'll talk about any remaining announcements that we didn't get to. We'll answer your questions. We'll talk about your favorite announcements. We'll answer questions about our favorite announcements. We will also check in on our E3 bets and predictions. Uh, I... I'm feeling pretty good about it right now. I'll tell you that right now. But uh, what will happen if you haven't been following along is that the loser is going to have to play the video game trilogy of the winner's choice. And of course, if I win, Steve will have to make good on his promise to play the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. And if he wins, I will have to make good on my promise to play the Hitman trilogy. Truly, we are both winners uh, in this scenario because as a loser, your dear friend will play uh, or you will play one of your dear friend's favorite games, two of the best trilogies of the last two decades, two generations. Um, and, you know, if you win... We didn't put... Uh, the great thing is we didn't put a time on when we have to play those games. So. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. If you try and pull that right now, I'm keeping... I, I'm telling you to your face, I'm keeping your Stardew Valley board game. All right? So... That's I got I got leverage. We don't, we don't know we don't know who's won yet, so that's this you know, wait and see next week. We'll see, we shall see. Uh, so you're not gonna want to miss that episode. It's gonna be a good one. And please write in with your with your thoughts on E3. What did you think about the show overall? What are your favorite favorite announcements? What are the questions you have for us about our favorite announcements? And then of course I'm also going to uh, have my. I mean, it won't be first impressions at this point. I'll probably be a good way into the game or maybe even done with it. But I've got Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart right now. Um, I've been playing it over the weekend, you know, scattered um, through E3 coverage. So if you want to hear my thoughts about that, you'll want to tune in for that. And again, if you have any questions about the game for yourself, because I know I'm one of the only people in the world who has a PS5, um, please hit us up with your questions about Ratchet and Clank as well. It's going to be a good show next week. I can feel it in my blood. Steve. Yeah, it will be. And, and I know why you know it's going to be a good one. <laughs> so, thank you guys for joining us here on this extra special episode of the podcast. I've been Pete. He's been Steve. Um, go follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow at Loop Pots on Twitter and Instagram. Come join us this uh, Thursday on twitch.tv slash Pots, where we will be streaming some indie games from Xbox's little indie taste event thing right now. I think we're going to play some Tunic. I'm excited to check that one out. Uh, so if you want to come hang out with us on Thursday, please do. And then, of course, if you want to get some more content from us, head over to patreon.com slash pots, where for a buck you can get our exclusive uh, show After Dark where we had a little bit of extra E3 conversation as well as some just bullshitting about our lives or whatever. So um, go check it out. If this is your first time joining us, thank you. I hope you'll go check out our weekly podcast uh, where we talk about all this stuff and whatever. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll enjoy the regular show. Uh, it's the same thing, but with more segments. And uh, if you're one of our longtime listeners or regular listener, thanks for tuning in too. I appreciate you the most. So we'll catch you next week for another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much. Stay safe, stay sane, and I hope you enjoyed your E3 season this year. Take it easy, everybody.